Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxiety and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Are you ready for hockey-related anxieties and more? Hello and welcome to Hockey-Related Anxieties and More, the show where we talk hockey stuff. I'm Andrew and this is Tyler. And today we've got a very special guest, former WHL goaltender. We've got Brant Hilton. Brant, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Guys, thanks for thanks for having me on, Hazi and Ty. So uh, the first thing we need to do is for today's episode, we have a sponsor, uh, Talk and Rock with GMH. We've got their hats. So go check out Talk and Rock with GMH. The links will be in the description below. They talk with famous musicians. So they talked with uh, Rob Baker, who used to be with the Tragically Hip. So go check that stuff out. And now we're kind of going to we're going to get into the interview. So, Brent, let's just start with how have you been in the during this pandemic? Oh, I've been okay, man. I've been all right. Uh, you know, it's been, it's, it's been tough, right? I mean, uh, everyone's kind of staying inside and you, and you can't do too much, but, uh, I, I think just like everybody else, like you guys trying to get through it as, as best you can. Hawsey, I want to bring up one thing here. Um, I'm noticing your background. Uh, you got an Ed Belfour and is that a Nikolai Habibulin, uh, goalie like figure there? That is a Nikolai Habibulin figure. Those are awesome, man. Those and that's are great. For. Yeah, My favorite those... is off camera for some reason. It's this mask. It was used by Lauren Bressois in an actual game where that's they so were. Cool. It Did was for the Project 11, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was for Project 11. They had a mental health game. So mm-hmm. they were doing, so they were auctioning off these masks and some player worn jerseys i believe or i think it, no it was just the masks mm-hmm. and then this is a stick used by nick zajac so and we very cool nick zajac. if you haven't yeah, seen that interview a, that mask that mask is awesome um mm-hmm. that, that's a cool little collector's item so i like that yeah so when you were growing up uh in winnipeg what are kind of some of the things that stand out most from what you remember oh growing up in winnipeg oh that's uh i don't know um you know, I, I remember it's so funny. Uh, this isn't really sports related, I guess, but like the weather, it always seemed to be colder in the wintertime. Um, this is before this is, I guess, when I was a kid, but it always seemed to be quite cold and we got a lot of snow in the wintertime. So that maybe is what stands out now. You know, obviously today, um, you know, there's not a lot of snow on the ground and it's quite nice out and it's only early March, which is great. But I do remember there was just so much snow on the ground and it was cold up until, you know, like April, mid-April, something like that. So I guess that's what I remember the most. And then just just going to the hockey rink and playing hockey at a at a young age was always a lot of fun. Were you always a goalie? When did you make the transition? Yeah, that's a really good question, Hazi. Um, so I get, I'm trying to remember now. I guess when I was eight years old, I played house league. So in house league, you you play, you just play every position, right? So you play center, you play wing defense, you'll get in there with the goalie as well. And then when I, when I played forward or defense, I would just always hang back with the goalie. I wouldn't even, if the puck was down in the offensive zone, I just wouldn't even go. I just hang out with the tendies. So I I guess I knew right there that, that I wanted to be a goalie. And then 
um, at the age of nine is when I, re- I started full-time goaltending where I was the only goalie on the team. So, uh, and I loved it. It's, uh, it's so much fun. You, you got to have, you got to be a kind of, I guess, a unique person to be a goalie because you got to stop pucks. Right. And some people don't want to do that, but uh, I think it's the best position in, in hockey. It's, it's so much fun. It is really hard too. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, sorry, Tyler. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Did you ever, what point did you realize, Hey, I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, I think it was when I was nine. I actually was, I was pretty, I don't want to pump my own tires, but I think I was pretty good at the age of nine. Like um, I, I didn't really have any, any training back then. Um, I just kind of put on the pads and it just kind of came naturally to me. So I think nine or 10, I was, you know, I, I was, I guess I was pretty good for my age. Um, and I liked the position so much that I just wanted to keep playing it. And then it got to the point where I was good enough where I could play triple a and, um, I, I played a year up. So I like age advanced. Um, and then I guess right then you kind of know that you're, you know, you, you could be good. You could go somewhere. Um, everyone peaks at different times. So, but I started to get some personalized training, one-on-one training, and then it, it kind of just went from there after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, going on to play in the MJHL, uh, for the first time, what was that like? Uh, that was fun. You know, I mean, I had, I had some good friends on the team as it is. I, I grew up with some guys. I played AAA with some guys who then played on the, uh, which was then the Winnipeg South Blues. They're now just the, the Winnipeg Blues. But I had some good friends on that team. So the, the transition wasn't too bad in terms of um, getting to know uh, players on the team. And, you know, anytime you, anytime you, you get older, I mean, you have to, um, you have to get used to better players. Right. And then once you hit junior, obviously, um, you know, you're playing against some guys that are much older than you, uh, you know, in junior, you could be 16 and you could be playing against guys that are 20. So, uh, there's a little bit of an adjustment period, especially for a goaltender, like facing guys that are 20 is, you know, when you're 16, 17 can be a little bit of a challenge and it's something that you just got to get used to. So, but I, uh, I'm trying to remember now, I guess I was 18 when I played for the blues. Um, Cause I played in the Western league when I was 17. So yeah, it was, uh, I mean, when I played the Western league, that was a big transition going back to the blues. It was just, um, I was kind of used to that, that level of hockey by then. Yeah. So did the blues get their name from the St. Louis blues? Oh, I don't, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm going to probably assume. Yeah. Something like that, but I don't know. I don't know the origin of the name. <laughs> so let's move on now to the whl so your rookie season in prince albert i think Mm -hmm. tyler and i will both say was probably your best season i mean you got your the most sorry you got a lot of games in 17 games you got some wins with eight um how was that rookie season in prince albert uh it was a it was a really big learning curve so i started um i started in brandon actually which is probably what, what most people wouldn't know um, I was never drafted in the Western league and then I ended up getting listed. So basically you're like a free agent, right? You know, if you're not drafted, you can go to any team, any team can protect your rights basically is how it works. And then you go on their protected list. So now you are, I guess, property of the team. Um, if, if that makes sense. And then, so, so Brandon protected me. So I went to their training camp when I was 16. Um, but it was my 17 year old year, if that makes sense. Um, it was between me and another guy for the backup position and they ended up trading me to, to Prince Albert. So then I, I mean, that, that was quite the experience because I'd never, um, 
I didn't think I was going to get traded. I just thought I'd go back and play in Winnipeg. I'd play AAA or I'd play for the Blues. So that was quite the shock. I didn't even know where Prince Albert was at the time. So I didn't know where I was going. Um, but it was a really big learning curve, like getting to know, moving to a new place that I, I didn't know where I was going, getting to know um, a whole bunch of new players that, that I'd never met before, uh, a new town. I was in school at that time, so I had to go to like a brand new school. The high school there in Prince Albert was big then. I imagine it's just as big now. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was a challenge, I guess, at that age, but uh, it, was, it helped me grow as, as a person and then as a hockey player too. So, and then you're right. I think I played 17, 18 games. Um, my stats weren't uh, amazing, but I actually played, I think quite well. There was a couple of games I got pulled. So that just really inflates the stats. It doesn't really look that good, but um, considering the players I was playing against um, and it was such a higher level than what I was used to, I thought I did pretty well. I uh, started off a little shaky and then I, and then I got it going on at the end. Um, and Yeah. That reminds me of something that we're going to get to later. But first, we need to know who was involved in the trade that sent you to Prince Albert? (laughs) Well, they didn't really trade me for much because I was a 16-year-old rookie. I think it was a fifth-round draft pick. So I don't know who that turned out to be. Uh, You would have to look that up. It was like a fifth or sixth-round draft pick is what they they traded me for. Were you you surprised when uh, Brandon picked you up the first time? Um. I don't know if I was surprised. I just, you know, for me back when I was that young, I didn't really think about it. All I did, you know, I, I had a really good year, my draft year, my Western hockey league draft year. And I was 14. I never got drafted. Um, I don't know why, obviously, you know, the scouts didn't think I was good enough to be drafted, which is totally fine. And then that didn't really affect me much. I just kept playing. And uh, then I had a really good season the next season also in triple a. And I remember, um, after a game, a scout pulled me aside and was like, Hey, I can't remember his name, but you know, he said, Hey, I'm with the Brandon Wheat Kings and just wanted you to know that we've protected you. And here's my, I think he handed me a business card. And I was just like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like, I don't know. I was, I, at that age, I didn't really think about it too much. I just kind of, I was like, okay. And I just kept playing hockey, which is probably kind of the way to go. You just don't, you don't put added pressure on yourself. You just play. And I thought for me, that was, um, yeah, that was great. I didn't think about my numbers. I didn't think about my stats. I just kind of played and I knew when I played well. And, and it, it, I mean, I guess it worked out because I ended up getting protected. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now on to the 2006-2007 season in the MJHL. Mm. That oh, was... wait, wait, we forgot the 2005-2006 WHL season. So let's start with Prince Albert, where uh, your stats oh, were, okay. were not great that year in the three games. Uh, nope. 6.62 goals against average and a 796 or 769 save percentage. Thanks, so, for, uh, thanks for saying that, Hossie. I appreciate that. Sorry, I just, I had to bring it up. Yeah, thanks. But, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, d- then you managed to get on to the Swift Current Broncos. How, mm-hmm. What was this trade? Because I'm assuming it was a trade. Yeah, it was, um, it was a trade. So, uh, okay. So I played in PA when in my 17 year old year, then they, in my 18 year old year, um, my expectation was I was going to play for PA again. I already had a season under my belt, but then they released me and sent me to the blues. 
Um, then my 19 year old year, I went back and I played super good in, in training camp. And, um, so they ended up keeping me and then I really struggled. Like the first two games of the year, I would, I just was not very good. I'll admit that that's where my, that's where those horrible stats come into play. Um, and then I guess they, they figured that they needed to make a change for, you know, goaltending such a big position. And mm-hmm. so they decided to, um, to trade me to swift current. The, um, I can't remember what that trade was all about in terms of who was involved. I don't, there wasn't another player involved. There must've just been a draft pick again. Um, the swift current, uh, backup goaltender was injured at the time. And so I kind of filled in and, uh, once he became healthy, then they, they didn't really need me anymore. So it was kind of, it was a difficult situation for me, but at the same time I I went there and, and had some fun. I got a, a, I didn't really get a full game in um, their starter got pulled a couple of times. So I went in and actually I did. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and then they, uh, they said we could trade you to uh, Calgary. Cause I don't know if you guys remember who Justin Pogi is. Justin Pogi, absolute yeah. legend, world junior championship legend. There you, you go. Don't know, he won the MVP went six and zero, and he had crazy stats uh, played yeah. only a couple uh, so NHL he, games, but. he played for Calgary that year and he was going to the world juniors and they said we could trade you to Calgary and you could play some games there. I mean, but then when he came back, I would probably just get released back home. And so I said, Oh, that's okay. You know, I mean, if I'm going to get released back home in three weeks, I might as well just go now. So, so yeah. that's, that was kind of my short stint in swift current, but I had a lot of fun. Um, and you know, the guys were really, really good there. So, yeah. Who is the best player you ever played with in the WHL? Hmm. That's a good question. I guess the guy who had the most success was a guy named Kyle Chipchura. He was on, uh, he was on Prince Albert. Um, he was supposed to be a really high draft pick. He went 18th overall or something to Montreal. He never really panned out to be a, 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 a great player in the NHL, but he did play some years and he was more of a, a third, fourth line guy. So he did, a, I mean, he did good. He did good for himself. Um, I would say him just based on how far he went. Um, I played against some really good players though. I, I, I can't, uh, like, I think Andrew Ladd was on Calgary at the time. Ryan Getzlaff was on Calgary at the time. Um, I actually think Dion Phaneuf might've been there as well, or maybe Red Deer. I can't remember who he played for. So Cam Ward, I believe, I believe Cam Ward was on Red Deer. So there was like some really good players in the, in the Western Hockey League at that time. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask who was the person who, when you, when the goalies have books on players or not like actual books, but they know what they're <laughs> yeah, there's, a scouting, there's a scouting report. Sure. And uh, so who is the guy when you see them coming down the ice and you're like, Oh no, it's that guy. Who is that person? <laughs> you know, when I played, I never really thought of who was coming down on me. I always just kind of tried to focus my attention on the puck, which I mean, now the way you teach goaltending, like you want the play, you want the goalie to be aware of who's on the ice at all times. So you wouldn't teach it like that. That's just how I played. So if Andrew Ladd was coming down on me, I wouldn't have even known. I just, I just focused on the puck and followed it. Right. So um, back then too, like we didn't really have uh, like a crazy scouting report on, on different players. Like as a goalie, you would go out and you'd have to almost do your own scouting, I suppose. Um but I didn't really do that. <laughs> 2006, 2007 was, I'm going to go ahead and say it, uh, probably your best year. You got, uh, I, I would say probably best success. You won a lot. You won two major awards, best goaltender, which was also won by 
NHL legend, and I believe Hall of Famer, Ed Belfour, and also most valuable player, who I'm mm-hmm. not sure if Ed Belfour won. What went well that year? Um, well, we had a really good team. Um, I remember uh, I, I didn't even really have a great training camp, too, which is, which is funny. And then, I don't know, I just... I really got comfortable the first game of the year we played Selkirk. Selkirk was really good that year. Uh, it was us and Selkirk, really the two top teams. Selkirk ended up winning the, the, uh, the league title that year. I think they went on to the, the national tournament as well, if I'm not mistaken, or the Western tournament. But anyway, um, they had like over 50 shots the first game we tied. That's back when he had ties. Uh, there, there weren't even uh, shootouts back then. So that's a long time ago. Uh, we tied three, three, and I made like 50 saves or something like that. And it really just kind of snowballed from there where I, I felt really, really good in the net and I played really well. Um, we had a really good team, a lot of close guys that I'm still friends with today. Uh, and we still talk about that. I was chatting with a guy yesterday who we were st- talking about some of those years. So we still talk about it even now. Um, and I think that's why we were so good. We were just, um, a lot of us were really good friends off the ice. And then for me, I just, I, I don't know. I just, whenever I felt more comfortable, that's when I played my best. So I felt really comfortable all year in what I was doing. And then it, it just translated to a lot of success. And I never even thought I would win the, the MVP. That was, I'm still very proud of that top goaltender is great, but the MVP of the whole league is something that, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of. Were there other people who could have won it or well, that's kind uh, of a yeah. dumb question. Yeah, there was, uh, I can't remember their names. Um, there was a couple forwards. I was the only goalie. And then there was a couple guys that like lit up the league with like crazy points. Um, they were in it as well. I, can, I don't know who votes on it. It must be the coaches um, and the coaches, I guess, picked me, which was, which was great. So I still have the trophy, uh, not in my room here, but um, I still have the trophy somewhere in, in the house. So. So they do give you some kind of, um, I know in the NHL, I think they give you a mini version of the trophy. Yeah. So is that kind of what they do in the MJHL? Um, they gave me um, no, it's not a mini version. They gave me, it's not a plaque. It's like a, or is it a plaque? I'm trying to think now. Um, it's just a little, it's just like a little trophy almost with like your name on it, I guess is the best way I can describe it, but it's not a mini version of the actual trophy. Mm-hmm. During, during that season, were you thinking of those awards at all? Or are you just thinking of playing the game and having fun? Yeah, no, that's, um, that, that was, that's kind of the cool thing. Like, yeah, I, I was just thinking about playing. Um, I had no awards. I, I think if you think about winning an award like that, or, you know, you can have the goal of being the top goalie in the league, like at the start of the year, that's great if you do, but if that's all you think about, you're never going to get there. You're just going to play. You're not going to play up to your potential. So for me, I just played. And again, I got off to a really, really good start. I had seven shutouts that year, which I think is a blues record unless it's, unless it's been broken. Um, and I believe the Canadian junior a record at that time was eight. So I was like one off tying the, the actual Canadian junior a record that might've been broken. Now maybe it's, maybe it's more, I'm not sure. Cause I played a long time ago, but um, yeah, I just, uh, I just kind of got on a roll and um, I never thought about that stuff until someone mentioned it to me. They're like, I think you might win the MVP right at the end of the year. And I'm like, nah, that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. And then sure enough I did. So yeah, I never thought about that. If I did, I, I would not have played well. So you can't, to me, I, you can't think about that stuff. You just go out and play. Is there an MJHL awards show or well, uh, there is not, or there, there at least was not when I, when I played, <laughs> um, you have to remember back when I played like social media almost wasn't even a thing. Um, I don't even know if Twitter was around in 2006, 2007, like YouTube wasn't, or I think YouTube might've just been starting. So 
now there might be because you can make a bigger thing of it through social media but there wasn't back then yeah so how did you find out that you won those awards then they actually didn't even tell you until like the they they presented me with like a plaque or like a trophy right before a hockey game at the end of the year so i I found out like the day of basically (laughs) that was it so yeah so kind of next year you played in the University of Regina. How did, how did you end up in the University of Regina? Yeah, so um, I played in the Western Hockey League. And, and as a result, you can't go straight to uh, the NCAA uh, due to the rules there. You have to redshirt for a year, which is basically set out. Um, obviously, I didn't want to do that. So I was just looking for a, a good opportunity to play. The U of M at the time already had three goalies. So I would have been their fourth, like, and that would have been, I mean, I never would have played. It would have just been kind of the end of my career. So the U of R only had one goalie and I got guaranteed the backup spot. And so I was like, yeah, sure. That's great. Like, I'll, I'll take that. Um, and it turns out that year that I ended up early on taking the, the starter at the time struggled and I came in and played really well. And then I ended up playing like 22 games that year, which there's only 28. So I basically played, um, almost every game, which was awesome. And you statistically, say you said, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say statistically, that was my best year. Um, you won't find that on elite prospects or hockey DB, but, um, I had a, I just looked them up. I had a 2.26 goals against average and a save percentage around like 91 uh, or 910. I think it was 915 ish. But... <clears throat> and so, yeah, it was, uh, it, I mean, that was my best year. Um, I think I had a couple shutouts. That was a really, like, that was a surprise to me. I didn't really expect to have a year like that. I didn't expect to play that much. I set a record for lowest goals against in a single season at the U of R. I got U of R male rookie of the year which was which was great and I also got named to the CIS all rookie team which is like all of Canada so I was the only goalie on there um so that was really cool too unfortunately I never got a plaque or anything to like (laughs) remember it by but I I know that I won that so or at least was recognized so that was cool yeah the next season though wasn't as great so what happened that year well then okay so the next season was um the next season was just as good i think cause you're thinking about the year after that yeah because oh no oh, am i yeah oh, you are it's oh, okay. oh eight oh nine was still a pretty good year yeah so see. that year i almost had the same numbers um and uh the the cool thing about that so right before the season started my our coach right before practice was like um the world's university games is taking place in harbin china and and the, the men's team Canada team is going to be made up of players from Canada West. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. But I mean, I'm not going to get selected on that team. Like there's, there are tons of good goalies um, at that time in Canada West. I'm like, there's no chance I'm even going to get a sniff at that. So that's fine. And I played so well that they picked me as the backup for um, the, uh, the world's uh, or team Canada for the, the world university games. So I ended up going to Harbin, China as one of only two goalies and played uh, in the world university games in February of 2009. So I thought that was, that was really cool. I got to keep both my team Canada jerseys. They're still here in my room. Um, we won. You show us them? Um, yeah, well, I have one. The other one's framed. Do you want me to get one for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could okay. you go grab that? Yeah. I'll, I'll continue to talk while I walk here. Um, so yeah, we lost in the, we lost in the gold medal game to Russia, 
they had a bunch of players on the on uh, KHL teams. So they had a bunch of players that were playing pro hockey and none of us were. Um, we lost 4-2 that game. So it was a really, really close game. I only played in one game, but it was still a really, it was just an unreal experience. I don't know if you guys, there's a window here. Can you oh, see? Yeah. Can see it. Oh yeah, we can see that. Can you see? Yeah. We- All right. And then there's my, yeah, I know it's backwards, but there's my name. No, it shows up as uh, Hilton for us. There you go. So yeah, and the um, so that one's hanging in my closet. And then we got the um, the better quality one, uh, the red one. We got it framed, so it's it's hanging on a wall. But uh, and then I kept my name bar, um, like my dressing room name bar. Kept mm-hmm. that, and I have the medal here in my room still, and all that. So yeah, that was that was a super cool experience. I'm really proud of that. Um, I never thought again that I would ever get picked for that. So I never thought about it. And sure enough, I played well enough and, um, and I got picked. I mean, I was a backup. I didn't play a ton, but to be one of two goalies to go over there. Um, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that. Yeah. That'd be an amazing experience. It I, was. Probably... I, t- I took a ton of uh, photos, a ton of videos um, that I still have on my computer. I've backed them up a, a million times. So I never, ever lose them. <laughs> we need um, to see these. Yeah, I can I can show you some time. Um, I can show you some time. I have them on a, on a USB stick. Um, I could upload those to our YouTube channel. I'd be interested in that. Yeah, it was. Uh, we had some time over there to uh, just do some touristy things. Yeah. Um, you know, like they have some underground like shopping malls down there, which is very different from anything you'll see over here. Nobody, not a lot of people spoke English. So you had to find a, a different way to obviously communicate with those people if you wanted to buy something, right? Like they didn't speak English. So you'd speak through a calculator. They would type in the price and then you would like erase it. And then you type in the price that you wanted to pay. Um, and you'd go back and forth until you met in the middle with, with a price that you agreed to pay. So it, it was just really, really interesting, different things like that. We had a translator that went with us everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a super cool guy. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember being very, very cold too. Like as cold as it is here, it was equally as cold there, um, which I found interesting. Like it was in the middle of, uh, yeah, it was in February and it must've been like minus 40 some days. It was, it was crazy. Anyway, it was, it was a great experience. Like I, I still think about it to this day. I'm very lucky to have been part of that. Okay. Yeah. So after you were done playing with Regina, um well you had one year after that where you played 16 games and it was it wasn't as good as your previous two seasons yeah um and then after that you started doing some work uh with radio shows and am radio um so what were you or what made you think of that or start to do some work in radio yeah um so yeah, I stopped playing. I had, I had a couple, um, I had a pro opportunity down South. I, I, I signed a pro tryout. Um, I didn't stay with the team. They wanted me to get bumped down to like a lower level pro team, uh, or league. And I said, I, I said, no, nah, like, I think I, I should be able to, in my mind, I said, I should be able to play in this league. And I guess if I'm not good enough, maybe it's time to um, retire from hockey and move on which kind of maybe was a mistake because I was 23. I mean, I was still quite young, but anyway, um, that's the decision that I made. And then I, I took a year off and, and just did some work. And then I thought to myself, Oh, that's, you know, I, 
I kind of like journalism and broadcasting. Let's, let's go into that. And, and so I, I took some school for that. It was a year program here in Winnipeg. And then I ended up getting a job in Estevan. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I, um, there was just something that I just thought, man, like that, that's kind of cool. Like um, I didn't know if I'd be any good at it, but I, I thought I'd give it a shot. And um, yeah, it took me to a whole bunch of different places, Estevan, Brandon, Regina, uh, Cranbrook, I guess. So I've, I've traveled a lot in, in the last like 10 years. <clears throat> so we're going to need to go pretty fast because zoom, uh, you can only get <laughs> 40 minutes. Only We've got eight minutes. minutes so I know. Uh, All right. let's talk about how did you end up with the Kootenai ice in Cranebrook? Um, I ended up, uh, one of the, uh, one of the owners, um, used to be a goalie coach of mine. And so, I mean, I didn't really keep in touch with him very often, uh, since I, since I had retired from hockey, but he ended up, um, you know, sending me a text one day saying he might have a job opportunity for me. And I really wanted to get into sports at that time. I was kind of stuck in radio doing, um, news, which was fine, but it, it's not, it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to like cover sports, whether it was hockey, whether it was football, like get me into sports. And I was having a difficult time getting in there. So, um, I decided to, yeah, like, let's make this jump. I had never been a communications guy before. I, I knew kind of what it was about, but it's, it's much different than being on the radio. And so, um, I learned it all kind of from scratch, but yeah, like I, it really just started with, with the, uh, one of the owners sending me a text saying, Hey, we have this job opportunity and, and maybe you want it. Um, let's talk about it. And we did. And then went from there. Did you have any kids ask you for interviews? Kids ask me for interviews. Like yeah. With, you- uh, I mean, not you specifically, but for interviews with ice players. Um, no, not that I can, not that I can recall. <laughs> it's a it, Cranbrook's a small town though. So I, um, you know, maybe if I was in a larger city, there might've been, you know, more kids, I guess. Um, there was a lot of kids that came to the games, but no one ever asked me about, uh, about doing an interview. We did have a, um, we did have a program called the, the junior ice reporter, which is basically a kid um, sat down with, with three ice players um, and were, was able to interview them basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had that on camera and then we edited it all up into like a five minute, four minute little piece. Mm-hmm. So the ice kind of uh, ironically, but it's not that funny, relocated to Winnipeg. And then you decided to kind of, I believe, retire and move on to evolution hockey. So why did you choose to go to evolution? Um, well, I mean, uh, I know, I know Riley um, and, and, and Jesse Deckert, who's um who's obviously on the goaltending side too. So I kind of just, I've always, you know, it's funny. I've always wanted to be a a goalie coach and um, Jesse needed some help with some programs and that's kind of how it started. And Riley talked to me about uh, Riley Dudar talked to me about this, you know, perhaps an opportunity and uh, we chatted about it and and here I am. I mean, I never thought being a goalie coach could be like my full-time job. I obviously do other things with evolution as well, but one of them is, is helping out goalies and um, I am having a blast doing it. I think it's awesome. Is there a favorite goalie that you teach out of all of us or not? We're not goalies, but yeah. um, No, I, no, I, I really enjoy working with, with all the goalies, um, whether it be like Max, uh, you know, or whether it be other, other goalies in our, in our evolution programs that you guys don't know. Um, they're all awesome. So I, there's not a favorite. Um, I've really enjoyed working with everybody. Mm-hmm. So kind of to wrap this episode up, do you have any really good, funny hockey stories? And then we have 
two more things to do. Um, funny hockey stories. I don't, I no, I don't think so. Not probably not ones that I could tell. Um, but even then I, I can't even really think of any off the top of my head. Um, so no, I don't, sorry. <laughs> you can't tell these because they're inappropriate or. No, I, yeah, that sounded bad. Um, I don't even really have a funny one to tell even like it wouldn't even be inappropriate. I don't, I don't really have, I'd have to think about it, Hazi. So I'll have to get back to you on that one. I know we're running out of time, but I, I don't really have a funny one off the top of my head. I'm like, ah, yes. Um, so, yeah. What was your favorite nickname and what was your nickname? Uh, well, my nickname is Hilty because my last name is Hilton. Um, I did have a funny nickname when I was playing like in double A, but I can't remember what it was now. Um, so it was just super random. It was very random. So Hilty is my real nickname. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what that nickname was. No one ever gave me a weird nickname. You know, uh, hockey nicknames are quite generic. It's, you know, it's just yeah. a last name with an I or a Y at the end, really, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So yeah, except for when you're Nick Zajac and then you get funny nicknames, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show a picture of when you played with uh, Prince Albert. And I thought that would be a funny way to end this. So uh, can I show gonna... this picture? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to share this. This is a I, younger. I think I, I think I know which one it is. Yeah. It's where I have actually hair because I don't have hair anymore. <laughs> I always hey. wear hats, but here it is <laughs> here we go there it is uh, there's there's brant when he used to play with the yeah. with prince with swift current so how did you get that picture uh well we just uh i mean everyone takes pictures at the start of the year it's part of your headshot so we uh <laughs> you know what's funny is we all were wearing number like it was the same jersey so oh. it's number is number 11 <laughs> Um, and for some reason they never hid the, the number on the arm. So you could see I was number 11, which totally obviously was not my number. I think I was number one at the time or number 30. I can't remember. So that was it, but man, there, yeah, that's, um, that's when I was 17, I guess. So that's, um, 17 or 16. That's a long time ago, guys. That's a mm -hmm. long time ago. Mr. Hilton, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate it. Make sure to check out Talk and Rock with GMH. You can get some pretty good musical interviews with some musicians like rob baker from the i forgot the band so thank you so much for taking the time to join us today yeah. no problem guys thanks thank you all right see you